and really just kind of thinking about the overall experience of what someone would feel and and interpret as they're you know getting to know just Fred. It's super important to me that that experience and that um, authenticity you know shines through, and that's something through all of my years in advertising and creating film content um, has been really important to the core of of, of storytelling and uh, brand experience. Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. In this episode, I'm talking to Tennille Teague, who has recently launched a cruelty-free pet accessories brand called Just Fred. With a background in advertising and film production, Tennille brings her visual communication style to the brand. She shares some great examples of how to write product descriptions in a visual way to elicit an emotional response from potential customers. I'm going to implement this advice on my own website right away. Tanil also shares how she's simplified inventory management and fulfillment with strategic partners, and she reveals what has surprised her in growing this new brand. If you'd like to connect with other women entrepreneurs who are passionate about making a difference in the lives of pets through their businesses, consider joining Wear Wag Repeat Society. This monthly membership is a supportive and inclusive community that also provides built-in accountability to help you reach your pet business goals through monthly lessons, co-working, and more. See if this membership is right for you at wearwagrepeat.com slash society. Tennille Teague is a style-conscious advertising executive who was tired of the lack of options in products for her dogs. She wanted something that not only had elevated style, but was also cruelty-free. Many of the high-end pet brands that she found were using leather to create some of their products, but Tennille really wanted a cruelty-free and fashion-forward option. Through this passion, she founded the new Brooklyn-based pet accessories brand, Just Fred. Now, she creates cruelty-free accessories for the coolest canines around the globe. Her products are also providing direct support and love for senior dogs who just haven't had a fair shake. Hi, Tanil. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Excited to chat. Yeah, I'm really excited to hear all about your new brand and um, sort of the story behind it. Um, So did you always want to be an entrepreneur or did this just kind of happen by accident? I think I've always probably had that inside me, that kind of fighting spirit to want to kind of like try new things and, and, uh, and, and be, uh, yeah, to try new things and, and kind of always kind of bring new ideas to the world. Uh, with an advertising background of a film producer, I'm always bringing other people's ideas to life. Uh, so it's it was really exciting to kind of bring my own idea to life. So I think that was always brewing in some capacity inside me. Yeah. Well, and it's also probably really fun because I imagine in your in your day job capacity, you're working with teams and and other people's ideas. So it's kind of fun to have control over <laughs> everything yeah. on your own project. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 
So I'm so intrigued about your other work that you do in the advertising world. Um, how how has that experience, or is there anything, any stories that you can pinpoint that maybe have helped you in creating your new brand, Just Fred? Yeah, absolutely. Well, through creating commercials and brand experiences, I've always been really in the trenches of bringing brand ideas to life. And so that was a really great foundation to envision what Just Fred was going to be. And really just kind of thinking about the overall experience of what someone would feel and and interpret as they're, you know, getting to know Just Fred. It's super important to me that that experience and that um authenticity, you know, shines through. And that's something through all of my years in advertising and creating film content um, has been really important to the core of, of, of storytelling and uh, brand experience. Oh, I just love that term storytelling. And I think it's so important for all of us in the pet space because, you know, we all are so passionate about what we do. And, and I think everyone in this industry is doing something to try and help make pets' lives better. But yeah. if you can't communicate it clearly, then you you kind of hit a wall of what you can do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, you I, I was looking through your website and you just have such great language that really I think <laughs> I, I can get the vibe of your brand from from the words that you're using. Um, so Thank how you. do you how do you like to use storytelling, you know, is it just written word or do you, you know, you work with video a lot for your other job, but do you use a lot of video for just Fred? Yeah, I'm, I'm a very visual person. So I find that storytelling through photos and video is something that's super compelling. There's an emotional connection to it that you just, you can't make up, you know, there's an authenticity to that. So I'm really focused on the visual um, language that we put out there for just Fred. And then also from a writing aspect, uh, just writing in a very visual way, uh, I think is really important as well. Just kind of thinking like how people can take those words and and really see what you're trying to share with them. That's so interesting. I've never thought about that. Can you give some examples of of how you write in a visual way? Yeah, I mean... uh, like an example would be when we talk about our leashes, um, you know, our leashes are not so you don't, they're not created so you lose, you don't lose your dog. It's so you don't lose each other. And there's something about that, that just the way that that's phrased to me explains the intention more behind the product and the lifestyle with it. Yeah, that's beautiful. Just hearing you say that, like that short phrase, it does elicit an emotional response. Um which I guess is, which is the goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Hopefully people would connect with, with, with something like that. Yeah. So, so as a potential customer or maybe a returning customer is going through your website, um, you know, what's, what do you want them to feel? What do you want their experience to be like? Yeah. You know, I want them to feel like it's a safe place and I want them to feel that there's a very inclusive nature to our brand. We really are huge supporters of everyone feeling welcome. Even when I think of, you know, it's a little bit strange or different right now during COVID times, but you know, when you walk into a store, you can immediately feel if you feel welcome or if you feel a little bit ignored. And I always want to avoid the latter. I always want our customers to feel that empathy and warmth and caring that we have for everyone that, you know, 
discovers or you know experiences the brand. So that that feeling is important to us. I think also creative inspiration, uh, just like you know, kind of starting to see dog accessories in a little bit more bright and uh, you know playful uh, manner. Uh, just trying to kind of have that storytelling play and bold colors and and that inspiration. I think is also super or fun for people to feel that energy. So one of your um, like core products, I guess that's that's integral to your brand is the dog carrier bag. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell can you tell us a little bit more about you know what are what are the core products I guess that make up just Fred? Since it is new, um, you, you don't have like hundreds of things, nor do you need that. But um, what are kind of the core elements or the core products of your brand? Yeah, you know I think our tote bags are probably what we're. Uh, most known for. And those are built in two different styles. And the intention is for kind of the weekend uh, experience with your pup where you're out and about and it's built in a way where they're just kind of with you on your side. And then we have another option that has uh, more of an enclosed approach to the carrier, which you would use more um, if you are traveling on a plane or things of that nature. So the totes are, are one thing that we've built that are cruelty-free, which is a big, you know, uh, part of our our mission, as well as they have a very sturdy bottom, which helps ensure uh, comfort and uh, confidence for the dog, which I've always found when I was experiencing carriers before I built this one, these ones, that uh, when the, when my pup's paws would push through the bottom of the carrier, um, there, there was like a little bit of like an uneasy um, feeling that they weren't as balanced or stable. And so ensuring that stability um, builds confidence in the bag, which I think is a super important, uh, you know, aspect of a dog being carried high above ground. Uh, so that's one thing. And then we also are uh, into uh, collars and leashes and harnesses. Um, our harnesses are built in a way where you don't have to put them over the dog's head. Um, a lot of dogs obviously don't really feel comfortable with that, or certain dogs have larger heads and it's not very comfortable. So our harnesses are a step in type of approach that just kind of clips around the the chest. And then last but not least, uh, we have some really fun pouches for the waist bags and hoodies, and then also, uh, enamel pins that can be used to decorate any of our accessories or bags. So lots of, you know, variety we're, we're looking forward to bringing out um, a toy that's this uh, rubber toy that's coming out quite soon, as well as some more apparel as well. Oh, awesome. And I love how it all ties together. Um, and I love what you were saying about having a really solid, stable bottom for the bag, for the carrier, so that the dogs feel confident. And then the same thing with the harness, like having them feel more confident and safe and comfortable putting it on. I would, I just saw someone post on Instagram yesterday um, about the progress, the training progress their dog was making with putting something over their head. Um, yes. And I, and I've never had that problem. It didn't even occur to me before. Um, but apparently that's something that a lot of dogs um, struggle with. So was that based on like a personal experience or how did you even think to do that? Um, you know, my two pups are pretty okay with it, but I've seen friends' dogs feel a little bit apprehensive. 
And you always want them to feel that it's a joy to have the harness put on because that probably means that they're going on an adventure with you. So um, that kind of triggered something in my mind when I saw friends dogs having, you know, certain friends dogs having a little bit of that nervousness with it being applied over their head. We also apply it to our um, our hoodie. Uh, we have extra snaps around the neck, which again allows it to be expanded quite wide which helps with dogs with larger heads or again, dogs that just don't really like that feeling of something being put um, so confining over their head. Yeah. Well, with my dogs, at least especially Lucy, since she's <laughs> an English lab, she has that very thick <laughs> neck. Yeah. <laughs> she's got neck rolls. And um, <laughs> so if she ever wears, if I ever put like a sweater or something on her, it's just, it's like, she's got too much neck. <laughs> So something like that snaps would be helpful in a lot of different situations. (laughs) (laughs) I love that neck rolls for, for miles. Yes. (laughs) Um, So I love that you also, that you work with and support senior dogs. Um, You know, I, both my dogs are seniors now they're nine years old. Um, But Bert, when I rescued him, they said he was six or seven. And in, in the rescue world, that counts as a senior. Um, Mm -hmm. And he was, Bert was very unadoptable <laughs> for a lot of reasons, Aww. but I'm glad that I'm glad he, no one else adopted him so I could have him. Um, yeah. But I know that, you know, adopting out senior dogs is, is hard. So, um, it, you know, is there a dog that inspired you to work with seniors and, and why is this such an important cause to you? Yeah, I really have a lot of empathy for the, the pups that just, you know, they're overlooked due to their age and conditions. And it happens more times than I think any of us would would like to realize. Um, And so it's not, you know, I got Mo when he was a bit younger and Rizzo, I adopted at around age seven, but I had already been um, in the start of just Fred. Uh, So it's not a personal experience with any of my dogs per se, but it's just the, the observation I've had through volunteering at shelters and through just kind of also seeing the the conversations around when people are selecting a dog, you know, leaning towards that, that puppy uh, more times than maybe um, we would hope. So mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, really trying, I guess it, my, my main effort and my main goal with Just Fred is really helping raise awareness and comfortability, if that's a word, uh, around the adoption of older dogs. Just, you know, just kind of understanding that, um, you know, there's so much opportunity there and so many positive things. And do you, um, do you ever use senior dogs in some of your dog model photo shoots? I sure do. And I have a photo shoot uh, coming up that uh, we're going to have two senior dogs. And so really excited for that. Is it, um, harder or easier to work with senior dog models versus puppies? I would say much easier. (laughs) So much more calm, right? I would agree. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's, uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's really great. Um, and is there a particular senior rescue or nonprofit that, that you want to kind of shout out here? Yeah. Well, we partner with three, we partner with Susie seniors, foster dogs, and the Mr. Mo Project. And all of them have senior dog initiatives, as um, as we know. And so uh, we're really big supporters of those three. We also uh, have adoptable senior dogs on our website. 
And um, we feature other dogs from other shelters beyond those three as well. Yeah, that's really wonderful. Um, I I love anything that raises awareness for senior dogs. Um, you know, I've seen so many people with like younger families who want a dog so bad and they get a puppy and it's just like having another kid. It's so much work. Um, so I think if, if they were to rescue seniors instead, um, there might be less dogs returned to the shelter and it could just really help a lot of people and pets. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I love that. Um, so, so just Fred right currently is sort of a side hustle for you. How do you juggle that? How do you juggle a demanding career with a growing business on the side? Yeah. You know, I'm an, I'm a really early riser. Uh, (laughs) So, and I, I don't know what it is, but something inside me just wants to be up very early. So what time do you get up? Um, about four. Oh my gosh. That's very early. I know. (laughs) I know. I know. It's a very weird trait, but, um, there's something about before the sun rises that I feel very clear headed and very focused. So I work on just Friday in the morning. And then once, um, my day starts in advertising, then I shift gears and I give my full focus there. And then in the evening, sometimes I'll work on some more just Fred, but it just kind of depends on, you know, on the day. And do you have some helpers with you in the business or do you do everything yourself? Yeah, I have a great team. Um, I have a partner that works um, with our PR and social media um, and then also um, a financial partner and uh, some other just assistants that are also working on the brand. So we've got a a great team of of all uh, female-led positions that are are really contributing to Just Fred. Yeah, that's really awesome. And... um, do you, I'm always kind of curious with people because when I, when I started my very small online store, one of the biggest struggles to figure out was fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I see you nodding. So it's a struggle, I think for everyone. Um, so how do you guys handle that? And especially with COVID, it's been even harder. Um, you know, how do you guys do the fulfilling and, and what do you, how do you deal with your inventory and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, we work with this incredible kind of mom and pop fulfillment center on the West Coast. And they uh, we were one of their first clients and they are a fantastic resource and support. Um, it has been seamless and just I, I just I can't say enough good things about bringing that into the business. Um, I mean, we launched with them as a partner, but um, I just I, I can't imagine it any other way. Yeah, that's really neat. I haven't heard too many people um, using a fulfillment partner like that. So that's so smart because it is one of the hardest parts. It is. You know, one of the things that I really pride ourselves on is the experience of unboxing when you buy something from Just Fred. And they're just so detail-oriented with how they pack the the packaging and um, that thoughtful detail. Of um, I send individual notes uh, that they you know they help with and you know just things of that nature that um, if it was a larger fulfillment center we probably wouldn't have that personalized care um, as much I would guess so um, it's 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 been really wonderful yeah so you could yeah. so you send over like personal notes for each order and they put them in the boxes yeah um, yeah I just uh, I send them I email them what I would yeah. like it to say yeah. Wow, that is really, really great. Yeah. Such an such an attention to detail. Um, yeah. 
And so, okay, so we kind of, I feel like we sort of glossed over the whole cruelty-free vegan aspect of just fried. Um, You know, we mentioned that, you know, it was important to you to do that, but why did you think it was so important to have a cruelty-free pet accessories brand? Yeah, you know, I just really believe that as we purchase things and consider things for our our loved, you know, domestic partners, I sometimes like to call them because they really <laughs> kind of are in our lives. I mean, they sleep in our beds and we probably feed them breakfast before we make ourselves breakfast. They travel with us, you know, they really are a true partner in crime. And I feel like when we shop for them and when we provide products, they shouldn't be made with animals. I just, I feel like there are other alternatives out there and uh, it's, you know, it's a place that we can make a difference. Um, And so, and it's also important to me though, that even though our products are vegan, that we're pushing them to be of the highest quality. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's, it's, um, it's important that that quality still is maintained um, even though we're not using a leather product. And something that you have is like a PETA seal of approval. How yeah. how do you obtain that? Yeah, so you um, you basically you submit information about your business to PETA, and then they review everything and the materials and what you are you know contributing to your business, and um, hopefully you get approved. And we were lucky enough to, so that's a great partnership. Yeah, that's definitely a really great thing to have on your website. I think it just yeah. makes people excited to, you know, to see that kind of affiliation. Oh, it's great to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Very cool. Um, so here's kind of, here's kind of an interesting question. Is there anything, um, as you've grown just Fred, as you've grown your business that has surprised you? Yeah, I would say, uh, it's, it's been interesting to kind of see where our customers are really coming from. And so that's been something that I find extremely fascinating to study, um, you know, just the, those patterns and, and understanding and, and trying to just really like get to know them as much as possible. Um, so, uh, I, I've found that we're much more prominent in urban centers than I even imagined. Uh, so that's, that's been a, a really interesting learning. Um, I also think that it's, it's been interesting to kind of think through, even when you're working with social media, you know, what is really receiving a response and what are people feeling a connection to? And kind of seeing those patterns has been something that um, I've, I've been noticing. Yeah, it's it's so important. I think that we're always on this like hamster wheel of create, 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 create. And um, you really have to slow down and stop creating for a minute and just kind of see if there's any patterns that emerge. It's so important to do that. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because keeping up with this, with the social media and everything, you know, um, I think people get so wrapped up in it and, you know, the people listening to this show and the people who I interview very rarely is social media, our actual business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we do many other things. And so, um, you know, focusing on product development or, you know, marketing or something like that, you know, outside of just social media, um, can, can grow your business more than just doing more and more Instagram posts. <laughs> It's so true. It's it's so true. Yeah, having that discipline to really kind of focus on those things because sometimes they're they're the things that aren't as easy. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's kind of an instant reflex to to think like it's 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 more approachable to create more Instagram posts. Like that just feels something that's more comfortable, maybe that we're used to. But the kind of you know um, taking a step back and taking the time to absorb and and understand your brand even more is something that uh, that discipline is important. Yeah, definitely. So you mentioned that you are working on some some new apparel and some new products. Thinking mm-hmm. even beyond ahead of that, do you have a big dream or goal, like like a three or a five year goal for just Fred? Yeah, I mean, I really want to be able to have as big a presence as possible with helping senior dogs and really pushing the needle for the desire for cruelty-free products in this space. Um, And I think as far as the business as a whole, um, I'd love to be able to to grow it into multiple products and and even build a community around um, the Just Fred world. Uh, We've been... Uh, exploring options where we would partner with outdoor cycling centers, where maybe there would be a, a just Fred kind of uh, lounge where you could bring your pup to hang out while you do a class. We've been having like kind of some of those conversations that feel, um, you know, like part of what our, our thinking is about including your pup in your journey and, you know, kind of having them through more of your daily routine versus being at home. So kind of just helping build that um, is a, is a big kind of initiative I see for the future. That is one of my dreams to be able to take the dog (laughs) to the gym with me because, you know, it's like either you walk the dog or you go to the gym. It's hard to find time in the day to do both. Um, So that I, I think you should definitely do that. <laughs> Personally, I might have oh, to move to Brooklyn yes. to take advantage of it. There you um, go. <laughs> but I'm, I'm willing to do that. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. I love it. So, well, I'll meet you when you get off the, the, the train. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Please come pick us up and um, take us straight Perfect. to spin class. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, so unfortunately wrapping up here, um, I just have one last question, which is, do you have any tools or apps or resources that you just like can't live without to run your business? Yeah. I mean, I have a few, I mean, Slack and Trello are things that I use quite Mm -hmm. often. I've been, uh, dabbling in, uh, Sunsama, uh, that -hmm. kind of task, uh, app that, I've found is really interesting, just kind of helping you focus on specific tasks for your day and kind of bringing a little bit more of calm mental awareness around your planning. Um, and I would say last but not least, I'm a, I really lean on Dropbox. I kind mm. of feel like just having that integrated between my computer and my phone is uh, you know, a huge game saver as you just kind of are working back and forth. Yeah, I agree. I can't, I don't think I could live without Dropbox. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's so essential, um, especially as you're doing many things and maybe, you know, out walking your dog and you want to post something, you can easily get to get to everything. So that's important. It really is. So Tanil, it's been, um, it's really great talking to you and, and learning about all that you're doing. And I just love your passion for senior dogs. And I'm excited to see all that you're working on in the future. Um, where can people go online to learn more about Just Fred or or find you on social media? 
Yeah, um, it's just hyphenfred.com for our website. And our Instagram is just Fred NY. Um, we are changing it to just Fred in in um, a couple weeks. But oh, uh, cool. yeah, so um, I'll just say that one more time. Uh, it's uh, our Instagram handle is just Fred. Okay, good. Yeah, everyone look for just Fred. Um, or, you know, I will be on the day that this comes out, I will be posting on where wag repeat and I'll link up everything there as well. So thank you to so much for your time today. It was such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Same here. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at team mystic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.